0: Enjoy. This message series is a licensed presentation of the RAM series and has received permission to include the copyright RAM series content and to be based on components of the relationship attachment model. Therefore, any reproduction or distribution of RAM or of these messages is strictly prohibited. For licensing info, please contact www.ramseries.com. Hey, I want to welcome you wherever you are joining us from. And if this is your first time uh, joining us. I want to say a special welcome to you and, and all those who are rejoining us from Easter. Glad to have you back as well. And speaking of Easter, I just want to take a moment and uh, celebrate all that God did uh, for Easter last week. Uh, last week, we actually had our largest and most impactful Easter that we've ever had. And when I say most impactful, uh, we saw over 200 people make first-time decisions uh, to follow Jesus. And uh, it's why we do what we do. And so uh, for all of you who have been investing in your one and inviting, um, you know, thank you. Uh, we, sometimes we wonder, is God at work in all of this? And uh, the answer is, yes, he is in very, very big ways. And we're seeing people be more open to God, to connect with God in ways uh, that we have not seen in a long, long time. And so uh, so congratulations. Thank you for all those who, who took made that decision. You just need to know that there is a bunch of people that are cheering you on, that are doing this journey with you. And I want to encourage you just to continue to take steps in your faith journey to follow Jesus. A couple weeks ago, I came across some Instagram posts that were entitled, How do you know that Safer at Home is taking a toll on your relationships? And I want to share some of these posts uh, with you. Some of these are really great. Here's the first one I came across. Day one of quarantine, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to improve my health. Day two of quarantine, due to personal reasons, I'm eating lasagna in my shower. Uh, for those of you who are homeschooling your kids right now, parents, uh, not necessarily a bad idea if you're looking to, to get an escape. Uh, I love this second one. Uh, second one, I finished Netflix today. I bet you didn't even realize that that was possible, but I guess it actually is possible. And then this last one is my favorite. This last one, me getting ready to go to the living room, getting dressed up for date night at home. I mean, is this what it's come to? You know, I think we can we can all realize that safer at home can cause a huge strain on our relationships if we're not careful. Well, this is why we are starting a brand new series called Crazy Stupid Love. And I am really excited about this series because I think it's going to be super helpful. And uh, at the same time, I'm praying that that lives will be changed because of this series. And as we go through the series, we're going to look at a bunch of the research uh, from a very well-known Christian therapist, author, and professor, Dr. John Van Epp, whose relational attachment model has helped millions of people better their relationship. You know, as a as a Christian, if you are a Christian, we believe that God is a relational God who created us for relationship. And so because of that, we believe our relationships get better when we do them God's way. And so if you will give me 5 weeks and you'll apply the things that we talk about, I promise you your relationships will get better. And if you're not a Christian, the same promise is extended to you. As we go through this series, what we talk about during this time is going to be important. But it's not all there is. If you are not currently connected in a small group, I want to invite you to get connected in a small group. We're starting a bunch of new groups uh, as we kick off this series. In fact, I want to encourage you to go to this, go to this link here and when you go to this link, you'll see a bunch of different groups, a bunch of different new groups uh, that, that we're starting. And we just want people to get connected because we know that they're, when they're connected in a small group environment, that they can take what we talk about here and go much further with it. And with a topic this important, I think it's worth at least getting five weeks to step into a group. Now, If you're already in a group, I want to encourage you to stay in your group as we, as we go through this series. And as we go through the series, there's going to be two paths that you can go down. Uh, The first path is for those who are single, and the second path uh, is for those who are married. So you get to choose whatever path you want to go down. Now let me kick it off by sharing sharing with you the verse that is going to drive most of our series. And it's written by a guy named the Apostle Paul who wrote this to a group of, of Christians meeting in the city Of Philippi. Here's what he said. He said, Hey, in your relationships with one another, and he's talking about all our relationships, he said, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Same mindset, same perspective, same approach, same belief. The target is the mind of Jesus. And so let me just kind of show you my cards up front. One of the best things that can happen to you and your relationships is not only that you're in church but that Jesus is in you, and the more that that happens, the more that'll impact the people around you. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, Jesus yet, we know that you probably want help in your relationship world, and so I want to encourage you, take steps as we go through this series. Now, here's the, the relation, relational attachment uh, model. Here's what it looks like, and if you're a visual learner, like most of us are, you're, you're going to see this progression uh, that all healthy relationships Take. And here, here's what it looks like. It looks like this. Uh, we begin with no, before we trust, before we rely, and so on and so forth. If you're single, you may be thinking, well, I'm not concerned with dating or or marriage right now. Listen, this is the progression that all healthy relationships take. Uh, you might be single and you hope to someday be married. This is going to be a big help for you. If you're married, this will actually help you diagnose some of the challenges in your relationship right now. And with a few tweaks can help make a big difference in your life. Now, as we, as we look at this, the relationship attachment model, it's important to see that the goal is to have all of these levers up as high as they, as they can be. But it's also important to understand that these are also very fluid in a, in a relationship. For example, uh, there's a young couple who's in love. And then they get married, and things are going really, really well in their marriage. I mean, they're happy. All these levers are near the top. Well, she gets pregnant, and they have a baby, and they're a happy little family. That little baby cries at night, and she gets up to care for the baby while he stays in bed and prays for her. Well, this goes on night after night after night after night. She finally reaches a point where she says, you know, I thought I knew him. And he used to be helpful, and now he does nothing. I don't think I know him anymore. So this lever drops, and you know when this lever drops, what do you think happens to this lever over here, the touch lever? It drops as well, because all of these are very interrelated with one another. And so as we go through this series, what we're going to do is we're going to talk over the next five weeks about all of these individual categories. And guys, yes, we're going to actually talk about this one, but we're going to save this one to the very end because we're going to start today with the most important one. We're going to start with this one right here. No, that we can't really trust someone until we really know them. Now, looking at this, it's easy to see that one of the biggest mistakes that, that couples can make is that before they get to know someone, what do they do? They do this. They touch. They hook up. And they begin a physical relationship with someone way before they develop some of these other crucial areas in a relationship. Now, why is that mistake? A mistake. Well, whether we realize it or not, God made sex to create a bond between two people. And so here's what you have. You have, you have two people that are sexually active, And uh, they don't know if they can really trust each other, they rely on each other, and they don't understand or maybe confused about the level of commitment in that particular relationship. Uh, Let me give you another example. Uh, We can actually start to rely on someone before we really know if we can trust, if we know that we can trust that person, which when we do that, that can actually set a relationship up for a fall because we can start to rely on someone that we don't realize till further down the road that they aren't really trustworthy. You see, healthy relationships always, 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 always start with knowing someone in a broad range of settings and situations. And so with that in mind, here's the question of the day. And I think this is a really good question, especially with us spending so much more time at home. Here's the question of the day. How do you, get to know someone and grow in a relationship. You know, how do you get to know someone so that relationship grows? Well, I want to give you three ways that if you do, will go a long way in helping us get to know that person so that that relationship can grow. Here's the first one. First one is make the investment of time. I don't know if you've ever heard of the 90-day rule or not, but there was a bunch of researchers who studied people that were dating over a a 10-year span. And what they found is that what they called the attraction level dropped significantly in that relationship when they found some sort of negative attribute about that person within the first 90 days. Now, how significantly was the drop? so much so that it caused half of the relationships to end within the first three months. And so that means if you're dating someone right now or thinking about dating someone, best thing you can do is to just spend time getting to know that person uh, before you even think about a long-term relationship. I love what the the prophet Samuel said about God a couple thousand years ago. Here's what he said. He said, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. I mean, isn't it true that we, we tend to judge people uh, on, on the outward stuff? I mean, ladies, single ladies, isn't it true that when you begin to date uh, a new guy and you're around your lady friends, what is one of the first questions that they ask about him? What does he do? Yeah, that's right. You know, they're, they're not talking about inside stuff. They're talking about outside stuff. You know, single guys. You know, you start dating uh, a new lady in your life and you're around your guy friends and what is one of the first questions that they ask you? What does she look like? That's right. You know, we tend to look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at what's going on on the inside, at what makes that person who he or she really is. And so the question is, how do we get to know What's on the inside of a person? How do we discover uh, what's inside their heart, their integrity, their character, their spiritual commitment? Well, the answer is we discover that through a wide range of experiences that we discover and experience together over time. Now, what if you're married and uh, you've been married for a long period of time? Well, the same thing holds true. You need to spend time with your spouse. Now, some of you have been like, well, I've been married for a long time and I know all there is to know about my spouse. I don't need to spend the extra time. Yes, you do. And you know why? Because people change. You know, one of the the most challenging things about marriage is continuing to reveal those parts of yourself that we've kept hidden. And the only way that we can do that is when we spend quality time with our spouse. I've been married to Donna for nearly 24 years and I'm still learning things about her and she's still learning things about me. For example, I know that when our family goes on a long trip somewhere uh, in the car, that most likely she's going to be asleep within 30 minutes. I also know when she says, can I see you in the other room? It's not good. And it's most likely my fault. You know, here's the, here's the deal. Even when families say, hey, we're spending time together, uh, Here's what often happens, and we see this all the time. You know, you're eating together, but you're not really together. Nobody's really together because they're distracted by things like this or things like this. They're distracted together. In fact, you know, for some of you, uh, you know more about people on social media than you do about the people in your own family. If you want to grow in your relationship, one of the best things that you can do is be intentional about setting aside the distractions. You know, one of the, one of the best things that you can do when it comes to that is you can set up what I call tech-free times. That uh, when, when you get together for dinner or when you're going to just kind of hang out together, you take your phone, you take the tablets, you take whatever the technology is and you set them in, a, in another room and you just be together. I'm telling you, it'll feel weird and awkward at first, but you just watch what God does as you continue to just learn more about the people in your life. It will be life-giving to all parties involved. So that's the first way. Here's the second way we can get to know someone so that relationships will grow. Here's the second one, is you act on what you know. You act on what you know. You know, it's one thing uh, to know something, but until we do something, it really doesn't matter all that much. And if we want to have the the mind of Christ in our relationships, then we need to act on what we know. A few verses, uh, just before the verse that we looked at, at at the beginning of all this, the verse that's going to drive us, here's what the Apostle Paul Says. He says, says now, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And we all know these are relationship killers. He says, rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests and implied first, but each of you to the interests of the others first. You see, we can know all sorts of things that are going on in someone's life, but if we want to be like Jesus, we need to act on those things. You know, one one of the the ways, and kind of getting real specific about it, one of the ways where we see this play out in in all of our lives is that study after study, and this is not just Christian study, okay? This is non-Christian studies as well. Uh, Study after study shows that the number one need that a man has in a relationship is to be respected. And the number one need a woman has in a relationship is to be loved. Once again, the Apostle Paul, writing about relationships 2,000 years before these studies came out, here's what he says about the differences between men and women. He says this, he says, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. What a woman wants is love. What a man wants is respect. And so Paul says, all right, husbands, I want you to love your wives. All right. All right, wives, I want you to respect your husbands. Now, why would he say that? Because that's how that's how God created us. He created us different. See, the number one need that a woman has in a relationship is to be loved, and the number one need a man has in a relationship is to be respected. So, here here is what this means. Ladies, if you know this is the number one need that your man has in your life is to be respected, then just start respecting him. Now, you might, be, you might be thinking, yeah, but he does so many dumb things. Now, I don't know the man in your life. You know, maybe he, he does a lot of dumb things. I, I mean, I don't know. But he married you, which means he at least did one very, very smart thing in his life. Shante Feldman is a, a Harvard statistician. And she did all this research on, uh, on just uh, the different needs and wants of, of men, and one of the questions that she asked uh, men were this: She says, "Would you rather spend the rest of your life alone and unloved or disrespected and inadequate?" Seventy four percent of men, three out of every four said this: "I'd rather spend the rest of my life alone and unloved than feel disrespected." and inadequate. Now, most women, you can't believe that because you would probably, generally speaking, give the exact opposite answer. So ladies, here's my homework assignment for you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about, uh, think of two or three things that you respect or admire about the guy in your life. And then I want you to go up to him and I want you to say, I was thinking about you the other day. And I was just thinking about how much I respect you for, and then you just fill in the blank. Then I want you to smile, I want you to turn, and I want you to walk away. I was reading one story of a woman who did this. And uh, a couple hours later, she heard some pots and pans clanging in her kitchen, and her husband was making dinner for the very first time in their relationship. And then two days later, he was doing the laundry. Now, you might say, well, if I do it, he's going to know it's because I was listening to this message. Listen, we're so insecure, we don't care. Now guys, I haven't forgotten about you. Here's your homework assignment. I want you to show that you love your wife by demonstrating that she is a priority in your life. There should never be a day where she wonders if you love her and that you are there for her. And so just just do small, simple things for her. Uh, When you're in public with her, and I know that's a little bit difficult right now with all that's going on, uh, take the opportunity to grab and hold her hand every once in a while. Uh, Have designated date nights. Now, I know that's hard because we can't really go out anywhere, but here's what you can do. Have date night at home. Maybe the the lady on Instagram had something there, you know, Uh, and have a date night at home and you plan it. Don't have her plan it. You know, this is something that you plan and you get dressed up and you have dinner. And then you watch a chick flick, which I know is painful, okay? But, you know, you watch a chick flick. You see, she's not looking for perfection. She's looking for it to be personal. And it's going to be personal if you determine and you decide to plan it. You know, I said earlier that all men are insecure, but that's not the whole story. Every human being is insecure, which means women are too. I I have a wife, and I have a daughter, and I have a mom. There's not a woman alive that gets up and says, you know what, I'm good enough, I'm pretty enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Guys, listen, we have the opportunity with our looks of love and our words of love to put her up on the pedestal that she deserves to be up on, or we can tear her down and make her feel like she is not worth anything. Guys, It's in our control. And remember this, she is a daughter of the king of the universe. She needs to know and she deserves to know that she is honored, cherished, and valued by you. And if you have kids, understand this, they need to see this because they are going to take their cues, guys, from us. We know these things. So let's begin to act on them. So how do, we, how do we know so we can grow in a relationship? We make the investment of time. We act on what we know. And then this third one might be the most overlooked but the most important of them all. Here it is. Know where your identity comes from. And you know, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, how to know others. But if we want to have great relationships, uh, there needs to be some things we know about our own identity. Uh, One of the ways I want to set this up is I want to show you a picture from a classic movie scene with Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Uh, The the movie is Jerry Maguire. Uh, Some of you might have seen it. Most of you might have. Uh, And there's there's this great scene. I'm going to show you the scene. It's a picture right here. And what line is associated with this scene? Anyone? What line is associated with it? Not show me the money. That's a great line, by the way. Not show me the money, but... You complete me. That's right. All the ladies like, oh, and all the men are just getting sick, just thinking about it. And and then she responds with, you had me at hello. Now I got to be honest, that's a really good line. You know, I I, I really like that line. But let's go back to this line right here. You complete me. Now, this, this sounds good, but this line here has misled so many people who are in love. You see, the reality is another person cannot complete you. And if you put this type of of pressure and expectations on another person, whether it be a friendship or dating relationship or, or a spouse, if you put that type of pressure for them to make up for the gaps in your life, you're not only setting yourself up for a huge disappointment, you're also setting yourself up for a failed relationship. You see, another person can't complete you. Only God can. I love what the Apostle Paul says. He says it this way. He says, May you experience the love of Christ. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We were first made to be loved by God. And that's not just an intellectual thing. You know, God loves you sort of thing. This is something that we were meant to experience In our everyday lives. You know, without God, you know, this is why we, without God, we always feel like there's something missing. There's something incomplete in our life. But when we put our faith and trust in Christ, we discover just the depths of how much God loves us. And when we begin to discover the depths about how much God loves us, it's only then that we are in a place where we can truly love someone else. You see, don't look For someone else to complete you. Let you be you. Let the other person be themselves. And let God be God in your life. You know, when two incomplete people come together, oftentimes it turns into a complete mess. But when two complete people come together because they're complete in Christ, God can do something magnificent in that relationship. Let's go back to to our original verse. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then Paul tells us what that mindset is. And this is so challenging, but this is so good. Here's what he says. He says, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And this is so amazing because Jesus had all this influence. He had all this power, and he didn't use it for himself. He used it for us. Jesus was God, and he had every right and he had every reason to just use all of that for himself. But instead, he took a step back, and he made himself nothing so that he could save you and he could save me, that he could do for us what we could never do for ourselves, and that is make us complete. I love what author and pastor Timothy Keller uh, writes about love, and this is such an amazing quote. I just think it captures everything that, that we're talking about with this first one. He says this, "'To be loved.'" but not known as comforting, but superficial. In other words, there's no depth to it. There, it's just so surface level. It's a type of love, it's just not going to last very long. And he says, to be known and not loved is our greatest fear. You know, this is why for some of us, uh, we have this fear of, of, of letting people in, of, of, of hiding. This is why we hide and we hold on to certain things. We have trust issues. But then he says this, He says, but to be fully known and truly loved is a lot like being loved by God. And when you look at this, this is what we all want. We want to be fully known and truly loved. And here's the thing about God. He knows every single thing about you. And he loves you anyways. And then then Keller, he tells us just the transformative power of when we experience a love like this in our life, what it does, this is incredible. It, it is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies, I mean, it solidifies us for any difficult, difficulty life can throw at us. You know, any great friendship, any great dating relationship, any great marriage, any great relationship with God really comes down to one core thing, That's this, to know and be known and to be loved anyways, which, by the way, is exactly what Jesus did for us. And so I want to wrap up my time by going back to the verse that's going to drive our entire series. And I I just want you to just, let's read this out loud together. Wherever you're at, let's just read this out loud. Ready? Here we go. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In other words, what Jesus has done for us, our goal as we go through this, is to do the same for others. Now, before I pray, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you, if you're, if you're with your spouse, uh, if you are I want you to grab their hand. If you're with a fiancé or someone that you're dating, uh, do the same thing. Or maybe you're single and, and that's not where you are, uh, but you're with someone that's special in your life. Maybe you put your arm around them or you sit close to them, whatever it may be. I just want you to grab their hand, sit close. And as I pray, it's just kind of our, our way of just dedicating uh, those relationships to our Heavenly Father. So let's pray. Heavenly Father... Um, I thank you that um, you are relational and you, you hardwired us for relationships. And uh, God, there is a, a lot of challenges right now in our world, as we know. And uh, one of those, because of the safer at home, uh, we're just together a lot more, God. And, um, and so for many of us, we're experiencing the tension, we're experiencing the, the stress of just life in general. And it's, an impact, it's impacting our relationships. And so, God, uh, as, we go, as we journey through this series together, uh, we just give those relationships to you. Father, we commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves no matter where we are in our faith journey. Um, we commit ourselves to bettering our relationships on behalf of uh, those that we care so much about in our lives. Father, I thank you that as we go through this, we take our cues from you, that you are the one who completes us, that you are the one who modeled what love is, uh, you modeled what healthy relationships are, are all about. And so, Father, may we defer to that. Uh, may we look to you. And, Father, as we journey through this together, I pray for all the relationships, because I know there's some people in some relationships in some really tough spots right now. But, God, I know that you can do some amazing work. And so we're praying for that as we walk through this together. God, do a work in all of us so we can have great relationships. Crazy, stupid, loving Relationships, And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Ridge Community Church's podcast. If you live in southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids' and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.